Hi, podcast peeps. I hope you're well. It's been a while since I offered anything, uploaded any chatting or talks, and uh, I've been on the road and traveling, but my mind has been on the practice, and I wanted to share a few thoughts that I have had over the last couple of weeks. I went to Europe primarily to attend a an archaeology conference, um, a small one at my old professor's house with some folks who have been working on uh, materials from the site we excavated in Syria all those years ago. So uh, it was a busy, busy week, and then I spent some time with my niece who lives in Switzerland, and that was another busy week. So I didn't have a lot of time for formal practice, but I wanted to talk a little bit about the idea that I first heard Gil Fronsdahl talk about, which is the continuity of practice. We practice when we sit on the cushion, we're training the mind to be present, we're training the mind to be resting in this awareness, and uh, it doesn't stop when we get off the cushion, so to speak, it doesn't stop when the bell rings and we get up and go about our business, but hopefully the skills that we've developed and the awareness that we've become familiar with when sitting we bring into our daily lives as we go about each moment whether we're eating whether we're walking whether we're talking whatever it is that we have some capacity to be present and not just driven by the mind that thinks it knows what's going on that thinks it can read the future that thinks it can read other people's minds, but instead is just present to the sensations of right now. And my first, uh, my first experience with that was at the airport, getting ready for my flight, and my flight was delayed, and I got to sit there, and I, I've shared many times before that my mind likes to take flights of fancy when I'm in an airport and start judging people. Just wants to do those things, because those people have suitcases that are just way too big or whatever it is and instead I was able to remember that um, that teaching around loving kindness that we sit with a, a mind and a heart imbued with kindness and compassion and joy and equanimity and instead just open my heart to everyone in that that airport and remember that I I care that I have a kindness and a compassion and I like to say oh yeah I remember I love you and it it's a way to soften you know I obviously don't know any of those people the thousands the hundreds of people that pass by or the thousands of people that were in and out of that airport but to shift our perspective and see our shared humanity. I don't know what these people's stories are, and my judging mind is just making up a story. And what we work to do is let go of those stories. Let go of those stories, and instead be fully present. Be fully present with the sunset. Be fully present with the little bit of annoyance that was arising because this delay just kind of stretched. And um, just say, okay, right now it's like this. Right now it's like this, bringing an intentionality to my experience, an intentionality to be present, an intentionality to be friendly towards each experience and 
it made a difference. That friendliness is so much nicer. There's so much more ease when we can bring a friendliness to each thing we do, each person we meet with, each each interaction we have. So the invitation is always to have that. It's It's not necessarily easy. It's not necessarily where we go to, but because we practice, we remember and we return. It's, it's all about returning to right here, right now. And that continuity of practice um, followed me. I was able throughout the couple of weeks I was gone to be fully present. Much of the time I was, um, it was, uh, incredibly beautiful where I was. My professor, my old professor's house is in northern Italy in the in the Alps, in one of the little glacial valleys, really close to Switzerland. And it was just, the, the, the scenery was just stunning. These majestic granite mountains just looming over and uh, just walking out the front door and this little village in Italy and, and seeing these these mountains and these trees and these these valleys and it rained one day and all of a sudden the waterfall showed up. So to to take those few seconds and just be to have that recognition of oh this is pretty spectacular. What's that feel like? I've talked often about Rick Hansen and his invitation to pause when we see something pleasant, to take in the good, to allow the brain to receive that pleasant, that that ease, that something that's so sweet, because it has a beneficial impact on the brain. And the more we do it, the more we can be present and to be open to the sense of gratitude and open to all the emotions because that first week when I was in that that conference, um, that small little archaeology conference with about 14 of us, I was, there were a lot of emotions. There were people I hadn't seen in 15 or 16 years. There were people I had never met before because there were people from all over the world. And um, when we were done, there were people who I may never see again. We developed some very close, close um, connections during that week, and then it's always bittersweet. But as this practice teaches us, all we have is right here, right now. And the, the days pass, and the end comes because everything's impermanent, and it's time to move to the next thing each each breath is this lifetime, and then there's another lifetime in the next breath. And how do we hold it? And the gratitude I have for being able to be present with that change and recognition of, okay, it's time to move on. The week is over. Leaving this spectacular place with these really wonderful people. And also having the emotions of, uh, so much of my life that I spent doing this that I don't, I do a little bit of archaeology still, but not to the extent that I used to. So having that reflection on days and years past, um, before I really got into practice, I would get morbid or despondent or nostalgic to a, to a, uh, maybe 
not a healthy degree, but instead just being able to be present. What's right here? What's right now? And can I hold all the feelings, all the sensations, and still put one foot in front of the other, put one foot in front of the other? I'm so grateful for that, that continuity of mindfulness, which is why we practice, that, that equanimity that comes from practice. It's, um, it was beautiful, and, and uh, I kept telling myself that, ah, Mary, do a little podcast, do a little podcast about this, this, this gift of practice that you get, and... Um, you know, maybe I think uh, in my next podcast I'll talk about some other conversations I had with some of the folks, some of the other experiences, because um, it's also uh, Dharma. Dharma is everywhere, and uh, it's only our awareness of being present. It's our willingness to let go of our cherished stories about shoulds and coulds and if onlys and, you know, um, willingness to hear people with different points of view without reacting, without taking it personal. I had some lovely conversations that I hope I'll be able to share in the next few days. So um, I think, I think that's it. Um, Yeah. Uh, I really appreciate this continuity of mindfulness, this ability to be with all the feelings that are being felt and not needing to find answers, not needing to fix anything, but just be. So thank you, thank you, thank you, my friends, for always being here. Thank you for your your sweet attention. I hope all is well in your world as we move into the fall, as we start moving towards the darkness and the, the, um, that special time of year, the year, time of year that I really like. So sending you all much love and deep appreciation and a big old hug. Uh, be kind to yourselves, be kind to each other, and I will see you next time. Thank you so much. Thank you for visiting Undefended Dharma. These teachings are freely offered. However, if you would like to make a donation to help support the technology that makes these podcasts possible, please visit marystancavage.org backslash support. Thank you.